I'm going to smash a defibrillator onto your business. If you aren't exactly where you want to be in your direct selling company, something needs to drastically change. If you've been consistent and still haven't crushed top rank, I want to burn the entire metropolis you've created and build it back differently. Join me at igniteandlaunch.com. To be epic, you have to master the matrix of fundamentals. Let's take a shortcut to the summit. Welcome to Launch Code with Jennifer Jones. Okay. Hey, everybody. My name is Jennifer Jones. Welcome to Launch Code. This is volume three. I am so excited to be with you guys tonight or whenever you may be watching this on demand. In case you haven't yet encountered me, I am the mother of four. I'm married to a lovely Canadian man. I was a pharmaceutical sales rep for 20 years, and I found my outlet. I found my way out of the corporate grind in those golden handcuffs through a network marketing company. Um, that was about three and a half years ago. I left corporate forever. I am network marketing for life and a huge advocate for the entire industry. That is, I don't care if you call it an MLM, if you call it a network marketing company, a social marketing company, a social retail company. This is the way for so many men and women to work on their terms, the way they want, how they want, completely autonomously and anonymously. So I have decided through Launch Code to cherry pick some of the other leaders in network marketing and have them come on and share with us what they do every day, how they got to where they are, and how they even launched into other areas, other businesses, types of organizations as business owners. So tonight, I am truly humbled and honored that my friend, and Bridget, I call you my friend. We've never actually met in person. I wanted to meet you a couple of weeks ago or a month ago in San Antonio, but the snow kept me away. My friend, Bridget Mamari. Um, who I, Bridget, I think we met through a, a LinkedIn group, didn't we? Do you remember how yeah. we met? Yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's <laughs> you were. You were like one step ahead of me in that regard. And that is how our paths crossed and we became fast friends. It's so funny, you guys, how you never know what networking group, what online group or so will, will literally help you catapult into the next phase of your life. Like Bridget has helped me and so many, so many other people who are, who are on this call right now. So without further ado, this is my friend Bridget Mamari. Bridget, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, family, husband, what you got going on. Sure. Thank you so much for having for having me. I love the vibe, and your your music choice was awesome to start us off. So my name is Bridget, and as JJ said, I'm in um, San Antonio, Texas. So um, yeah, we got robbed of the opportunity to actually meet in person. We had we had plans, and they were thwarted. But I also am a mom of four. And by background, I'm an attorney. So similar to Jennifer, close to a 20-year successful legal career. Uh, my husband is a lawyer also. In general, like if you're in that season of life, like that pretty much sums it up for you, right? Like <laughs> you have a career and four kids and not, you know, that's, that's how I, um, that's how I define myself on, on most days. But and I really want to explore that a little bit, Bridget. I want to explore that. And I want to go back there because I've heard you talk about that life, the lawyer life yeah. and the masculinity. And I know we may have men on the call. It's not, but like you've talked about the culture of being an attorney. And I would like for you to share a little bit about, it might be painful, but share a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to get triggered back into that place. So basically the way that I like to tell this story to really give you a complete picture, because I know that it resonates with a lot of people is that I chose my career out of a scarcity mindset, right? Like my, um, very middle-class family, right? And that we weren't poor, but we definitely were not well-to-do. And I had a very um, heavy masculine energy anyways, as a doer, as a type A person, as an overachiever. Um, and now as, you know, a 43-year-old woman, I've unpacked a lot of that, right? And realized, you know, where my need to achieve and that my worthiness was very tied up in doing and not just being, right? I was like, I had to do, I had to achieve as soon as you, you know, got one accomplishment, it's like, what's the next, Right. 
And so I chose my legal career out of that scarcity mindset of like, I literally remember choosing law school and then also studying for my exams being like, I am going to make sure that I never need anyone. Like I was hyper independent. Like I'm never going to depend on anybody. I'm going to be able to take care of myself. I'm going to make sure. And I, I like nice things. Right. So I want a career that I'm going to make money. And so, you know, how to, and then of course, law school um, really played upon my own gifts and talents, you know, of reading and writing. And then I became a litigator, which was, you know, natural for me, but that world, what I didn't know as a 21 year old girl was that I was placing, plopping myself into a middle, in the middle of a hyper-masculine culture that, you know, is just, you just, it just led me to burnout, right? Because there's, you never stop you're chained to your desk. There's actually, you know, badges of honor, right. For working, you know, 20 hours a day and you're in the billable hour world and all of those things. And then I married a lawyer, right. Who like thinks the same way. And so like, that was just, it was very hyper-masculine. And like, again, like I said, all, everything is doing right. You're just, that's how you are valued. That's how you're rewarded. That's how your whole fixed mindset of, this is the only way to live. And there, there is no other way to live. Like that's it. So at some point, someone told you about a direct sales company. So what did that come or did you find them? How did that happen? Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. And I think it, I think I always love telling the story because we all like to tell our stories, right? Like how we got into it, who approached us. So literally I got a random Facebook message from a girl in my, you know, my messenger from a girl that was an acquaintance of mine, like really an acquaintance, um, didn't really know her very well at all. And she was fairly new to the opportunity also. Like she hadn't, you know, she had not achieved a lot of success herself, but she reached out to me and asked me, had I heard of the products at that time? I had a nine month old baby. I had my two younger ones are 15 months apart. I had them back to back, which I um, as you know, like, I think you've lived that life. I do not recommend that. <laughs> uh, for me, it was not intentional. I know some people plan their families that way. For me, it was not intentional. But you know, I was having really bad postpartum hair loss. And so all and I had sort of heard of the products. Um, I actually knew nothing about network marketing, the business model at all. Like I knew, you know, the pink Cadillac company, like, like, th that's it. Like I knew. So I didn't have a good impression or a bad impression. It was very neutral. And she just asked me, you know, had I ever heard of the company and the products? And I said, yeah, sort of. And all I wanted to know was it was it going to help? Was it going to stop my hair falling out? That's all I cared about. And she said, yes, it will. And then the two of us got on the phone. She also has four kids and one very exciting Friday night after our kids were asleep, we got on the phone and she just walked me through everything. And I immediately said, yes, like that story is not very common. Like most people don't no, say I yes. I want right? to stop and say, you're telling me it was like a cold reach out, essentially. <laughs> kind of. You're the Which is like the exact opposite writer. of what I would tell every one of you to do and whatever I would tell all of my team to do. And I said, yes, right? Like, and I said, yes. Now I will say it took me like three, a good three weeks or four weeks to actually pull the trigger because um, they, my kids got colds and, you know, we were sick and it just wasn't a priority to me. I didn't know that what a priority was to her. Right. I had, I was clueless, but eventually I, you know, I signed up. Yes. Which is the pretty much the exact opposite. What? <laughs> yeah. And she told me later and she tells the story as well that like, she actually, I was on her chicken list. And that she no, prayed about. I don't know what a chicken list is. What's the chicken? Like somebody that you would be afraid to um, reach out to because you think that they would never in a million years, like, right? Like on paper, like, why would I, as an attorney, a successful attorney who's married to an attorney who lives in a big house and already drives the fancy car, like, why on earth would she want to sell shampoo, right? And that she actually prayed about who she should reach out to. And she said, my name was just there. And she, and she did it. So like, yes, I am the exception to the rule. Like I don't necessarily recommend running your business that way, but that's how it happened. <laughs> okay. This is fascinating. And I need to stop you right here, Bridget, because when I was reflecting back while you were talking about how we met, yes, we met through a LinkedIn group, but what attracted to me and what propelled me towards you, Bridget, I don't think you even know this. You were the first person I know to get COVID. Do you oh, remember? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I was, and I was Bridget, the only person who was talking about it. Yes. Bridget went and did a Facebook live. I want to say it was like one in the afternoon or three in the afternoon, Bridget, every day during your COVID 
struggle. And this was March of 20 or April of 2020. Yeah. I think I got it. Yeah. Early, the late spring of 2020. So like, yeah. So like, this was when you guys, if we can send ourselves catapulting back to that time, this is when you thought you were going to die if you walked outside. Okay. For sure. And so I met this girl through a LinkedIn boot camp. We follow each other on social and every day in the afternoon she did. And Bridget, you were not like makeup or anything. She came no. on and did a Facebook live. Like, you guys, I have COVID. Like, I remember you saying like, I try to get everything done in the mornings. I need to sleep in the afternoon. The reason I'm sharing this with everyone here on Launch Code is like, she came out really authentically and in a vulnerable way you know, on social media and that, I mean, I was going through the comments of when you were talking about it because we're like, what happened? Are you alive today? I remember messaging you, <laughs> just checking on you, making sure you're still breathing. Because again, I thought, I didn't know what was going to happen to you, but you never know, you guys, you never know how telling your story, your authentic, even if it's like an old, you know, COVID story will resonate with people and get them like, wow, this girl's like, this girl is something, or this guy is something when he's doing whatever he does in his life. So I think you'd agree, Bridget, don't be afraid to come out real on any social channel, right? Absolutely. That authenticity piece is what carries the day. And actually, I'm glad that you mentioned that because what I've struggled with my team is like my story or like our, you know, multi-million dollar upline story is unique and not common. You're not, it's not every day that you find a lawyer who is going to get into network marketing and, and retire, right? Like that is not the common story. So a lot of people think like, oh, well, her story is so good. I can't do that. Right. It actually works against me. I have to, you know, it actually does work against me that people think it's too, she's too good. She's good at everything she does. So she did it. It's easy for her. Yes, but not for me. And so I have to really work, especially with my team, to tell them, like, your story is that your everyday story is the one that actually resonates with most people, right? Like, yeah. my story is fun. It's nice on easy social media for me to be like, oh, I retired. But that actually works against me. I have to show all of the pieces. I have to be that. And, I, and I'm all about being super authentic and transparent. That's just my vibe. But it's necessary. Otherwise, people don't relate to me and it's not going to attract people to me. But if you have an everyday common story, that's the one that you need to be sharing and owning it, just like JJ saying. And to use a different word, your story is unattainable. It's unattainable. Yeah, for, right. right. For most so, people. Right. For most people. And they don't even necessarily desire that. Correct. So let's go back to the day you joined. And Tiffany Wicks is saying, thank you for pronouncing the name of your company. Can you say it one more time? Because we all struggle. Yeah, it's actually, there's a, well, actually, even within the company, people say it different. So it stands for modern nature. So it's monate or monate, depending on what's part of the country you lived in. The whole Hispanic population in our company and in my team says Monet. So like, okay. <laughs> say whatever you want. Say whatever so you want. We're, we're rolling with it. We know who you yeah. are. We know. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your company, but more so Bridget, really dive into like, you went, you grew quickly. You, you've evolved into a Cadillac earner. How did that happen? Not like, oh, you know, I just, my team grew over. Like, what did you do? What did you yeah, do? Yeah, so, th so this, I think you guys will appreciate this more than anything. So like when I signed up, I, I had no, I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't even know why I said yes. I told my husband, hey, guess what? I signed up, you know, to buy the shampoo and I could sell it. And he's like, what? You know, my husband's great. He's super supportive, but he definitely gave me the look like you're gonna sell shampoo, like whatever. Okay, whatever, it's $300, good luck to you, you know? Um, <laughs> no big deal. Um, but when I quit, after I tried the products and loved them and he loved them as well, then I started educating myself and I started watching videos. So I'm like, hmm, how are these people making money? Like I just, cause like I said, I was neutral, completely clueless and started realizing there's like a real financial opportunity attached to this, right? Like I didn't sign up for this thinking that, but shortly I'm talking like within two, three, four weeks, I was like, huh, I need to actually pay attention to this. And being the overachiever that I am and the type A person, I'm like, well, if I'm going to do this, like I should maybe, you know, actually pay attention. However, I, so in the beginning, I had a lot of customers and, you know, my thermostat is just set higher than a lot of people for success and money and doing things well. And so I, on the surface, those first six months looked really good. And people were paying attention to me because I was signing up a lot of customers. My numbers were good. And we, you know, we have a, a initial like bonus structure, you know, and I was doing all that and great. 
However, after when I went to our first company conference in October of that year, I signed up in April. So this April is actually my four year anniversary. So in October, I went to our or September, actually, I went into our company conference and I could see all these people on the stage, like getting awards and, you know, getting their million dollar jackets. I'm like, what? Like, why am I not making more progress? And I had to, I had to, what I did actually was had to take a hard look at what I was doing, what I wasn't doing, but I didn't have anybody in my direct upline who was successful or actually taking it serious. Like, I mean, like two, three, four, five levels above me, right? They were all nice women. I love them, never knew them before, got to know them great. But I went and attached myself to our ultimate upline who was very successful. And I put herself in my, in her, in my, I put myself in her back pocket and I asked her like, what am I doing wrong? Well, you know, we, it was very clear that I was not leading with the business. I was leading with the products. I was having a good time hosting parties, which I love to do. My house is set up for that. So I was selling a lot of stuff and I had people who were buying for the discount or a few people who said they kind of wanted to do it, but I was not owning that part of it. That is when everything changed is when I said, okay, if I want to actually do this, if I want to be one of those people, then I need to flip the switch here in the script and start actually leading with the business opportunity. So at your company, do they have like, you can be retail only or team builder only, or is it all like combined? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, are there people that can make it to the top of Monet only doing retail or do you have to build a team? You really, if you know, if you want to make like a substantial income and rank up, you're going to have to build a team. Okay. Like you can make money, you can make money doing that, but you have to build a team. Like there's no way around it. It's not, it's not, we're we're going to get really tactical here. We, we have two different products here, but I have always led from the, with the business from day one. And I say, and Bridget, you tell me if I'm wrong, you lead with the business. You talk opportunity first, the sales will come on the back end. Yep. But then if the sales come on the front end, you're leaving all those people that would have joined you on the back end. And then they fizzle out and they're like, oh, she didn't ask me. She she doesn't think I'd be great at it. He didn't approach me. But if you're putting the business of whatever your sales company is and leading with the opportunity and like vision casting for people at the first conversation, then the sales will come, right? Right, you agree. Um, Absolutely. Like there's no way around it. Like it was like, super obvious, you know, at that point where I was like, okay, this is what I'm, this is why I'm not going anywhere. Like, you know, actually getting where I want to go. And so at that, at that juncture, I decided, okay, I'm now going to lead with the business. I'm going to focus on the business. And, you know, I want that car. I want, you know, X, Y, Z, and then everything shifted and changed from there. So do you remember the verbiage? Like, was it an email? Was it text? Was it, was it a social media marketing campaign of how you shifted? And the reason I ask is I can see a lot of people saying, look at my product, my product works. Look at how great my hair or my body or whatever is, but they don't know how to say, look at this opportunity. So you being a lawyer who wasn't looking for an opportunity, (laughs) you know, and it just kind of came to you through your inbox. How would you paint that picture for people? Like, what did it look like? The conversation that I would have with people. So it's basically like, this is the smartest thing I've ever done because it was the smartest thing that I've ever done, you know, and, you know, taking uh, like, I want, I don't want to say dumbing it down, but just making it like super simple. Like it's just, you know, it's just shampoo. Like I'm not trying to sell someone a retirement plan or like, let me have your, you know, these are stocks and bonds. Like it is super simple. And I mean, I just kept it like as simple as possible. And I I'll be honest, I tried over, over the years, different things, different. And anytime that I would try to like get stuck, like on a script or like, uh, you know, pigeonhole somebody or like it it just never worked you know like the more consistent you were about just talking about it like hey people are also going to say like what are you doing you know as long as you're consistent in all angles I feel like and what this is what I tell my team too I don't ever I never felt like there was like one silver bullet right there's not one perfect thing to do or one uh, platform that's like gonna blow up your whole life. Can it help? Can it move the needle? Absolutely. But it's like a multifaceted approach. It's just being consistent in a lot of different ways. And it really, what I and I'll give you a good example of this here in a second. Um, 
is the energy that you do that it's behind it is the, the energy, your belief, you have to have belief for the love of God. You have to have belief in what you're doing. Otherwise the other person is not going to believe you either. That's like the biggest thing. And so the example I want to give you is that after that conference, my upline suggested to me that I watch this YouTube video and don't run and do this right away without finishing. Let me finish my thought because it may not, the story may not end exactly like you think it's going to. Eric worries like recruit 20 people in 30 days or 30 people in I don't remember what it was. You know, what are those, right? Which is great because I love that sense of urgency and focused action and being really intentional. However, even though I now was leading with the business and I had this project, I recruited, like we had some like promotion or contest or something. And of course I got it. You know, I was in the top, whatever, of how many new business partners I signed up and, you know, this 45 day period or something, none of those people ended up doing anything out of all of those people. I have one that's still in my team and she's just, you know, she's always been very mediocre and she's still me. That's good for her. Great. Um, our daughters are friends. It was a great, great exercise. How, none of those other people ever did anything ultimately long-term and they're sure not around now. Cause again, it was like the energy that I went behind it, that it wasn't, I didn't believe 100%, you know, that in that phase in that season of my business, I was just regurgitating a script. Right. And that doesn't work. You have to like really believe it. And you have to, it's like a multi-pronged approach. So I that's love not always the answer that people earlier. want to hear, but it's true. No. Okay. So you guys take notes. Like when she was saying, I don't sell stocks and bonds. You said, I don't sell something else. I can't remember. Those are the things that matter. Those are the little quips that you guys need to be ready to pull out. So for me, Bridget, it's it, it scout and seller. We don't sell dirty band-aids, you know, like I'm not an ice road trucker, you know, like I'm not tarring roofs in New York city in August. Like I sell wine, like come on. And so for you, yes, just wine. Yes. How you said, like, I dumb it down, not to say dumb it down, but you really simplify it. You guys, everyone on this call. And I have some corporate friends on this call too, who aren't in direct sales. I'm like, we overcomplicate everything. Yes. Especially you're talking to a lawyer who's like type A and like, I, it's like, everything has to be difficult. And I'm like, no, it doesn't actually like the, the simpler and more authentic and genuine that you are. It's all about, again, like your belief, if you believe it, it doesn't really matter what the heck you're telling people, you know, like, I mean, obviously in integrity, like, I mean, you are, they're going to feel your passion. It's about, and anytime that I was slipping, I, I mean, even like, you know, a couple of years into this, three years into this, I had to go check my belief factor. And I always had to check the level of enthusiasm and energy in my voice when I would send people messages, because anytime I went into my biggest, my biggest, um, hang up growth opportunity, if you will, is going into lawyer mode. I go into lawyer mode so quickly all the time. I get into that stuffy, like this is serious. Right. And so I have a credibility factor. People will listen to me. They believe everything I say, they will do most of whatever I say, but they're not inspired to do something when I go into that lawyer mode. It's like when I get really excited and passionate about what this has done. Yeah. Teacher mode, probably the same thing. Like, do, do, do. The girl that introduced you, and if you said this, I apologize. One of my girls was in the room. The person that introduced you to this opportunity, what did they do? When she, she, um, she, her background is as a teacher and she also dabbled in real estate, but she had a mom of four. And at that time, she was kind of doing the in between, like, a little bit of real estate, a little bit of this, a little bit of that to kind of like make, you know, ends okay. meet until her, she had twin boys that are now in kinder. And, you know, so she's, you know, okay, the point is this person went after a lawyer shark. Okay. And like she said, you were on her chicken list. She was afraid to contact you. Right. Like those were your yep. words. So I'm like, you guys think about those lawyer sharks or whoever you have those in pharmaceuticals, I mean, I could go to jail. We would call them whales. Like the whales that you're like, they have, they see so many patients, they do so much, like they'll never pay attention to me. They're never gonna see me. Those are the ones, you guys, we cannot be afraid to contact. And what is the worst case scenario? They don't respond or they say no. That is the worst case scenario. And I saw something today on Facebook and it was like, if you think people are thinking about you all the time, like 
kind of narcissist like who do yeah, you think so you are? I saw that too. you're so vain like your vanity meter is going a little haywire right like no one is thinking about you two seconds after they read that inbox or that voice text or whatever and I want to piggyback off what you said a minute ago Bridget about bringing the energy to the conversation so I coach my team I want you to be your authentic self but I want you to be you after you've had two espressos. And if you don't drink espresso, I want you to evolve into the person that would be a little caffeinated and put that energy into the voice message. Because I can tell you from interview, I was an IT recruiter for years. I knew within the first minute of an interview, phone or in person, if this person was going to be hired. And it was all the energy that they were exuding. And like I always say, I don't want the wet fish handshake, that like flaccid <laughs> handshake, like, eh, nice. like yep. not, not hireable, you know, put them in like the smells like bologna sandwich file. And I actually had that. So, um, so great advice. Now, let me ask you this. So things went well, you had to check yourself a little bit along the way. Things yep. went well, but what did you struggle with the most while you were building? You know, was it getting constructive criticism? Was it dealing with your downline? Was it people sign up and do nothing? Like, what was the struggle? Well, so like at that, I mean, kind of a two-part answer. So like at that point, when I was doing that whole Eric Worre project, I didn't know the people, I didn't know what to do with those people properly once they came into my organization. Like I truly didn't know how to lead them. Um. And yes, I'm a strong personality. I can lead people. People gravitate towards me. Great. But as far as this business goes, like actually like properly onboarding them or how to have those conversations. So that was one part of it. And I, I learned how to do that over time. And I think I, did, I learned how to do it pretty well. Then, then when my team was growing because I was doing that properly and I was bringing people on and, and inspire and calling them forward and actually get having those goal setting conversations with them at the outset and that vision casting piece that you talked about then it was for me was boundaries that was like um four years april will be four years someone's asking how long um it was boundaries and it's something that i've worked on hardcore in a lot of areas of my life over this last year is making myself overly available to every single person on my team and my chats all the things because part of it you want you check you find yourself wanting um to you want it more than they want it right and so like if you come in and sweep up and do all the things then everybody's happy right (laughs) you can't what I was doing my burnout piece from uh my legal career I just transferred that energy over to this business is what I did right up until I earned my Cadillac then after that I was like "Uh, this doesn't feel good anymore I can't keep doing this but it was the boundary piece it was trying to be everything for everyone and um sometimes wanting it for people more than they wanted it themselves. You know, I really hear you on the boundary piece and I I see some of my team on here. My, and I want to chat this out because I know they struggle with it is I have to be able to work the business when they're ready to work the business. And that might be at 2 a.m., you know? So I think when you're in that building mode, it's important to be a little open and raw. And then once you get like where, what we say is like, once you're happy with your paycheck, then you can kind of compartmentalize it unless you're experiencing burnout. But I have so many people like they don't work the business from nine to nine. They work the business at 11 PM to midnight, you know? And so I have to be available for them. And I think, I think that kind of comes with the gig, you know? And yeah, it does. And so like, you know, when I got, I had established very strong established legs that I had to start setting boundaries there. But when you have a new person, like you said, like when they're, it's fun and exciting anyways, like you want to be that mentor to them, but that's, that's the honest to God truth. Like you, you, when you are in full on building mode, you are, you're working two jobs. Yeah, you are. And you have to kind of pick and choose, right? You pick and choose. And so what you, what you really have to do is start discerning earlier in the process, who really wants it and who's, you know, who's hungry and who's in it so that you can focus your energy and attention on those people instead of just being equal opportunity. In the beginning, I think you have to be equal opportunity. You give everyone a shot, everyone. You don't know who's going to pop up and suddenly take off running. But after a while, you get good at discerning, like you see the red flags, you see the habits, you see the patterns and you're like, okay, I can now pull back a little bit and maybe focus my energy somewhere else for somebody who actually wants it. Okay, one question off script, and then we're going back to the MLM haters, and then we're going to evolve into your other business. But you really just hit on something. So do you believe 
and just be really honest. I say, I think the doers are going to do and the people that aren't, aren't. I could give them a brochure this thick with tabs and highlights of how they do everything. And the people that aren't will not even crack that open. And the people that are don't even need it. And then as my mentor says, then there's the meaty middle that we can actually impact by reach out scripts, ideas, images. But what is your feedback on that? Because I would tell you over and over, because now you said you can spot them. I'm like, this girl don't need me. She doesn't even, she doesn't need my number in her phone. She is off and running. She doesn't even know my name, right? But then there's those others. So wh wh where do you stand with all that? Yeah, I, I think you're spot on with that. And like I said, you you learn. And yet what you really have to do, though, is when you get your instinct, you get your hit of intuition, and you have to trust it. Because what we do is those ones that are not, you just want to keep going back. You just want to hope and pray, hope and pray, hope and pray. <laughs> and that just leads you like in a vicious nowhere cycle. But yes, there's the people who are, who are just automatically, they get it. You know, you know, you're like, you see yourself in them. And you're like, oh, yes, this is like, I didn't. Like I said, the people who are above me, um, I blew past them, you know, in a matter of minutes, right? So like they were, to this day, they will come to me asking me for help, right? It, it, but then there's the, like, there's people in between. And then yes, there's, there's the three categories of people. And I think that you're, I think you're spot on with that. Bridget, I think we now have in our policies and procedures that like we're responsible for mentoring, but the mentor does not make your business. You know, he is saying here, it comes down to yeah. responsibility and we are only responsible for our own results. And you guys, I think if you could take away Gracie's stuff, more than one thing from this call, it's to, it's okay to cut the fat. It is okay to emotionally let those people go that aren't going to do anything instead of carrying them like boxes around at the end of the month, every month, like, are they going to actually do anything? It is okay to release them. You have led them to the water and that is all you can do. And Bridget, that is one thing that I, my, I know my team struggles with is people are quick to sign up, quick to sign up and they have the momentum and then nothing happens and we carry that like a cross on our backs and we shouldn't we need to let it go right yeah and there's two yeah and there's two two different parts to that one is yes you like want it for people you can see oh my gosh she's almost like that bleeding heart like if i could just help them but really and truly what it more is about is it is safer for you to focus on those people than to go find new people that's what it is it's like it's safer for you to spend a lot of time and energy with people that are already here in the business that already said yes and then you can hope and pray and this and that what i what i preach and coach to my team and, and to my clients too is that once you are sure you've looked in the mirror and you look at you know your operating procedure and you're real clear with yourself that you've done everything that you should do for this person then it's like let them go right and sometimes maybe you haven't done everything that you should do maybe being growing into that leader is still like you're in the growing pain growing pain phase that's fine too you but you need to you need to reflect at, you know each of these people and there's like you know a couple of things that I would do to sort of um flesh out like who really wanted this and who didn't want it right I love the mirror analogy like look at yourself did you do the best you could if so release and i some of your clients our students are also on this call. I know I've yeah, seen some Turner has a lot of great advice. Like it's easier to give birth than raise the dead. Yeah, I used to say that all the time. <laughs> I thought that like everybody heard that and like everybody knew that. But when I said it in one of my group coaching calls last year, they thought that was really funny. But I'm like, oh, that's, yeah, it's true though. It's like, it's easy, you know, it's easier to find somebody new than to, but it, it's easier However, it's safer and we feel better to like spend all this time and energy on somebody who's never going to do anything. Okay. So last question before we get into your new business and how you built that. So she, again, building multiple businesses here, guys, something we all struggle with is the hater, the MLM hater, the network marketer, the person that's like, oh, Bridget, the attorney and her shampoo, you know. When you see it, hear it, feel it, what do you do? How do you digest it and release it? Okay, in early days, I spent, wasted a whole lot of energy trying to convince certain people. Like I remember my cousin who was like my best friend growing up. She wasn't necessarily an MLM hater, but she was a huge skeptic. 
She really could have used this opportunity. She was very interested, but she couldn't get past Googling every little thing and coming back to me with all this. And I literally spent, I don't even know how many hours trying talking to her voice text back and forth text, trying to over explain everything and try to convince her, right? Convince her. It was the biggest waste of my time ever. Like she never, she's never, she never even tried the products. Like she never even was a customer. It was like, why? That was a big, we all do that a couple of times and then we learn, right? So when you know, don't give it a whole lot of airtime, don't give it a whole lot of, um, of you know, space and energy in, in your mind or your radar because it'll just consume you, first of all. Um, obviously, I, again, am sitting at a little bit of a different vantage point that I'm a lawyer and actually in my court, so like I was a litigation attorney for like 10 years and in the last seven years, I was the general counsel of a publicly traded Communicate telecommunications company. We're doing um, consumer protection litigation. Class actions was a huge part. So, like dealing with the FTC was part of my job. So like I had all this like insight. So I could tell people, I could coach my team, like this is BS and this is why, you know, all these things. Obviously most people can't do that. But what you can do is again, have your confidence, have your belief. I do think it's helpful to have a few like little like almost like taglines of things, retorts for lack of a better word, that you can come back with, but then let it alone. Let, I mean, there's, you are never going to convince somebody. If somebody already has that mindset or is coming at you with that, then like, do you, why, why, do you want them in your team? Like, no. Do you want them in your energy field? No. Like, let it go. But as long as you are in integrity and you are acting with credibility, you're good. Like in the world, the world is changing, you know, the world is changing, but there's always going to be the trolls. There's always going to be whatever. It's like, don't even waste your breath. So two things. Next thing, the next question before to your business is going to be about how you built a team. So be thinking, we want to know like what you did and how you went about it. But the one thing I wanted to kind of highlight is I have talked with people in other direct sales companies about their products and I've questioned and like kind of throw stones like, well, it has this in it, or I'm not sure how, how does this work? And the best people, the best sales reps, the best mentors in the world are like, I don't know. I never even knew that. I'll check it out. And I'll get yep. it. It's not a, it's no defensive. It's not like a, an argument. And like, they literally let it go and they don't get back to me for maybe a week. And they're yep. like, hey, I finally had a minute. And I'm like, that is the vibe that people want. They don't want someone to come back and be like, well, actually, our shit, whatever our product is, it's just like no one's interested in that. Like, stay cool as a cucumber, compose mm-hmm. yourself, think about it. Maybe don't respond at all. But if you respond, make it thoughtful and short, 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 short. Um, okay, lots of questions in the chat, Bridget, about how you actually went about team building. So earlier you said you pivoted to lead with the opportunity, but what did that look like? Was that reach outs? Was that um, emails? Was that social media? Was that calling your old attorney friends? Like, what was that? Like I said earlier, it was all of the above. It was all of it. I am a firm believer that there is not a silver bullet. There's not a particular action, a particular script. It is about keeping it at the forefront of my mind, the top of my priority list, right? Like it was like, that's what I focused on. Even th- and when I was doing this, I was still working full time um, as an attorney. I ended up going part time, and then I then I earned my Cadillac shortly after that. Um, it was just a matter of keeping the focus, doing reach outs, um, being active on social media, using attraction marketing, having parties because I like parties. Our parties are very, our company and our parties are very social. They're not, there's no PowerPoint presentations going on. You know, it's like, you know, oh, just, bro, we got some different parties in my world, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doing, uh, doing, just doing all the things like doing all the things with the same focus intention. Cause you never, sometimes people would sign up from, you know, a little like happy hour. Sometimes people would sign up from direct reach out sometimes and I did go messaging all my lawyer friends you know from my girlfriends from law school all of the things I I did all of them and I bet you if you message a hundred people from law school I bet you five responded and like four signed up I mean roughly right like I think people don't understand the numbers game part of it 
They talked to two people today, two people said no, and they have the dagger in the heart. And this is not directed at the people that ask this question, but I find it very transparent when I do one-on-one coaching with my team, when I ask to see their data, when I ask them to tell me how many Mm -hmm. times Mm -hmm. did you X, Y, Z. And for a very short time, we had a software where they could send me a, a dashboard and actually show me, but it was never sexy. It was never like above and beyond. And so I would say to them, like, if you think your network is wishy-washy or your network will not produce, then you find a new network. And there's a million ways to do that. But the fact of the matter is, Bridget, everyone has hair. You know, 40% of Americans drink wine to reference my other, you know, like the people are out there and we exist to find the people with hair. You may even have a product for bald people. I don't even know, but (laughs) we have skincare and wellness. (laughs) Okay, fine. Okay. So now we're going to really pivot to how you catapulted into something completely different. So tell us about what you're doing now. And more importantly, when the, the siren in your head went off, like, huh, I need to do this. What did that look like? Yeah, so it was actually right around the same time that that you and I met each other. So I got exposed to uh, coach and started do the deep dive story is like a whole other hour. Okay, so like (laughs) I'll give you the higher level readers digest version of how I got out of my fixed mindset, how I started doing personal development work. Network marketing was the vehicle, right? Was the vehicle. It was the only reason that I was even exposed to any type of personal development, inner work mindset, any of that stuff. Um, otherwise, I'd still be living under a rock, you know, doing my lawyer thing. Um, but I was exposed to a coach who was, um, I started working with her and, you know, getting into this type of work. And she had a coaching certification program. And so I was interested in it. And the reason that she sort of, I was kind of on the fence, like, what am I going to do with this? I don't really know. And she said to me, like, this would, if nothing else, this will help you grow your network marketing business, help you grow your team, because then you can lead them better. You can coach these skills, you can coach your team. And what I came to realize, just as a side note, when I was doing that, is that not a thousand percent. I, a very confident person, um, I'm very comfortable talking, doing Zooms, leading people, whatever. But I'm sure most of you resonate with this too. It is very difficult to ask someone an uncomfortable question and then stop talking. So like I quickly realized if I could coach my team, if I could um, on a onboarding call, ask someone like, what is your income goal? Like, what do you want out of this? And then stop talking, right? And I just like keep filling it with air and blah, 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 because it's uncomfortable and you're afraid it's going to be awkward or like whatever. Um, really like in a calling people forward. So anyways, that's why I went down that path. But then very, very quickly, like very quickly, I am very intuitive. I'm highly, highly intuitive, always have been. I've kind of hit it from people for the most part. But I quickly realized as soon as I started that coaching practice, I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like with my whole life, like this is my sole purpose. And it happened to coincide I'd had, like I said, um, I actually don't even know my Enneagram. I know my human design because Lori Lisa is the one who Lisa is the one who's taught it to me. But um, she is a friend. Yes, she is. Yes, she's one of my clients and has become a great friend. But I had a near-death experience with the birth of my youngest son. Like I said, that's a whole other animal, a whole other story. And so, um, and then the pandemic happened. And I really realized what I wanted out of my life. Like really, like when everyone else was, uh, you know, horrified to be stuck at home. I was like, I don't have to go to work. Like, I don't have to, <laughs> to do this lawyer job anymore. Like I'm living my best life. I'm here present with my children. It was crazy. I was still working part-time as my, you know, corporate lawyer job. I had my money business. I was starting this coaching business. I was, you know, basically homeschooling for kids. Like it was insanity, but I was so like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So like, that was the aha moment. Like very quickly, I'm like, empowering and calling other women forward on a deeper level is what I'm meant to be doing. That was it. Okay. So then how did you do it? Like you said, Oh, I have these ideas, but what I will never understand. And I talked with Colleen Nichols on my last lounge code about how did you build direct sales growth community? Like what? And she's like, I literally sat on my computer and got on and created a website. Like 
So what was that like for you? Did you call an attorney? Well, you are an attorney, but like, did you call? Like, did you just start one night on your computer and say, I'm going to start a coaching business and I'm going to do it right? Like, what does it look like? So it's, yeah, it's not very glamorous and it's not like super, super um, sexy because I did most of it myself, um, you know, with, you know, social media. I was already comfortable with social media. I didn't have a huge following. I still don't have a huge following. I have like, I don't know, 20. 500 people on my Instagram and, you know, and so, but I just, you know, started posting about it. Um, the energy showing up what I coach my clients who want to become coaches is like showing up in that coach energy and, you know, obviously practicing so that I had the skill set and I was really comfortable with that. But as far as like the business side, I really just kind of pieced it together. And, um, I actually have a whole program to teach people how to do this. And my, but the whole premise really? is, that's part of it. Yeah. Really? yeah, I have I have a mentorship program. Yeah, Aaron Grinner, um, who's on here, is is we just love graduated Aaron. from it. Yeah, um, but it's basically like showing you pulling back the curtains, all of those things. What you're asking me here, which is like I just started posting about it. I started uh, getting testimonials from people. As far as a website, I am the most technology challenged person. And so, but I didn't have a website. I didn't have a website for many, many months. So like actually like what I, if you look at my social media for this program, I talk about how I made six figures in nine months in my coaching business. And I did not have a website. I did not have a huge following. I did not have a team, you know, VA and all that stuff. I just started helping people. And this applies to your network marketing business, our network marketing businesses as well. When you decide that you're going to serve other people, that you're going to help other people. And you really come at it with that. Yes. Can you make money? Can you monetize that? Uh, please let's do it. But if you really come at it with like, I'm just here to show up and help people and serve people, things just, things will happen. Things will start moving. And that's really what I did. So like, I didn't have the, uh, the other thing you're talking about getting a lawyer. I didn't have an LLC until, uh, so I started my coaching business like September and until January or like the end of January. Cause I was like, at some, at some point, my husband's going to be mad when he realizes I've never done this. And so like, he did it, you know, <laughs> but I didn't do any of that stuff. Like I didn't do, I just showed up and helped people. And that's what okay. I did. And people paid me on PayPal. You know, it was like, that was okay. it. There's people on this call who are my first group coaching, right? And they just, we got on a Zoom and yeah, just, and that's what, yes, genuine, like that's, and this translates to anything that you do. Like JJ was saying, like you're transparent, you're authentic. You put out your vibe and it, it will work. You guys, to everyone who's on live or listening, it's like, you do not have to have the grand plan. You just have to put one foot in front of the other. People say, well, what are your plans with launch code? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, but I want to do it. I want to do more. I want to serve more people. I have ideas and I know <laughs> friends that like need people need to hear from them. By the way, I talked with Erin Gurner because I was like, girl, I think you might be doing something with money mindset or money management. I literally voice messaged her yesterday. And I was like, I need to have you on because we all need that. We all, yep. myself included, <laughs> you know? And yes, you can have that. So um, I was like, hmm, I'm seeing the fruits of a lot of labor right there, even just within her. But I'm like, you guys, if you have ideas, if you want to be in network marketing, go for it. If you want to build another business, go for it. I have no idea what I'm doing or why I'm doing this or a million other things I'm doing, but eventually I'm going to piece it all together and it's all going to make sense. And then someone's going to ask me, how did you do it? I'll be like, I don't know. I just like started a way. I actually just found it. someone to help me build a website who's a future launch coder. But like, I'm like, you know, I just, I asked for help or I did it myself and it doesn't have to be perfect. It can be ugly, nope. which yours certainly isn't. You can stumble, you can do it wrong, but just do something if you're called yes. to do it, right? Yes. And like right now where I'm at in my business, I saw someone ask if I'm still growing my business. I am not in this season of my life trying to, actively go out and recruit people in that Eric Worre fashion. But if somebody comes across my path just the other day, my husband said like, oh, I met this girl. And I think she would be, you know, do y'all have a big strong team in Chicago? I think she would be great. You know, so like that's always there. And my team is strong and there. I just, for me personally, I have found it difficult to split my energies because this business and my coaching business requires my personal energy. Like we have a short-term uh, rental real estate business that I started last summer. 
that doesn't require my, my heart and my soul the way that this does or, you know, my coaching business. So that, that is difficult for me to do both at full tilt. I did it. I did it for a long time. And right now I'm just like, I, I have to be realistic about where my impact is. But that is the beauty of network marketing. Yes. Have that stream of income that you can rely on. It may fluctuate a bit. Yeah, how it'll fluctuate. You but you have something there where then you can go chase other that you might even know that you have in your head, those other dreams, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's a, it's a vehicle. It's a stepping stone. It can be whatever you want it to be. And I was thinking about this this week. I said, you know, all I would have to do is just flip the switch, turn it, turn it back on. And it's, I'm not starting from scratch. I'm not starting from day one all over again. I already know everything I need to do. I already have an established team. I'm already stable at a certain rank. And I would just Turn, turn the faucet back on. So Bridget, can you put in comments while I'll kind of finish up here, how people can find you um, or, or just tell us because there's some people interested in your coaching business and all about all of that. But Pia saying imperfect action beats inaction. And, yep. and I'm always like, everything for me, what, what wins the day for me is consistency. Like if you guys want to build anything, you cannot show up two days a week. Like you just can't like Bridget shows up well, or maybe you do Bridget at this point, but like in that building phase, but it, yeah. right in my, in the building phase. And cause I'm also building my coaching business. So my network marketing business is like, it's not growing. Right. And it can stay steady, but it is going, if you don't give it your active time and attention, it's going to shrink a little bit. Like there's no way around it. So that is, you have to be consistent. You have to stay in the heat. You have to, you know, give it your time and attention if you want it to grow. It is going to be in equal parts, right? It's like whatever energy and attention you're giving it, that's those are you're going to get out what you put in. There's no way around it. Right, right. So, how do we find you on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram? Probably the easiest is Instagram, and it's just my name at Bridget Mamari, and you can oh, see I have I said it wrong. oh, no, it, people in Mamari, we answer to both. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can find Instagram is probably the easiest way to connect with me and see what I have going on and send me a DM. I have a, I'm on Facebook, very active on Facebook, and I have a Facebook group that you're welcome to join as well. It's a free Facebook community. Um, but I would say the easiest way to, to easily get in touch with me would just be through Instagram. You have a free group right now. Is the God, what is the God, the, what is the group going on right now? Where like, it's a Facebook group and it's a goddess. Thing. What is that? I just finished a free masterclass last week on goddess. It was a three day masterclass. Yeah. But I'm starting, um, actually this Friday, the doors are closing for my next round of group coaching. And that group coaching is for any woman in any business, any industry. And it's about align your life. It's just about getting into general alignment, looking at all those pieces. All of last year, I had a group coaching that was specific for network marketers. And you can still grab that if you go to my Instagram and my link tree, you can still grab it. Uh, the recorded content is six weeks. And um, am I able to tell them the... the oh, yeah, the, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, a, I have a promo code for all of JJ's network and anybody who um, hears this is if you just type in the promo code is JJ2022, so 2022, and it'll give you $111 off of that investment. And you can actually do it in two parts. And if you do the payment option, it actually takes the $111 off the first payment. So it's like super low ticket to like grab what it was a super successful group coaching last year that I know many people on this call were in. And uh, it's very, you want to talk about tactical stuff? Like I talk about energy alignment, but I also talk about exactly the type of conversations that I had with my prospects with my, yes, that's it. 20, no, 2022 this year, the exact conversations and how I led my team and how I grew my team. So guys, just to be clear, I have seen the fruits of, I, I have seen the graduates. Um, many of them are my colleagues at Scott and Seller. And I have seen what they're doing with this. And I know Bridget on a very different level as well. And I can vouch for what she's doing. And it is absolutely remarkable. I would not have had her on. I want to kind of close with this because Kelly's asking, and Bridget, I know what you're going to, okay, I know what I'm going to say, Bridget, but I want to hear what you're going to say to this question. Um, what is your advice to get the belief to exude to others when you are still struggling yourself? Bridget, I'm going to let you answer first. 
and then I'll, I'll do mine. So if you're still struggling to have the belief, what do you do, Bridget? You need to go back to the opportunity and the products. Like actually, if you take it back to the products, right? I'm going to assume if you signed up with a company, it's because you love the products. Going back to that square one of why you signed up, not because of what hope and dream you had, but like go back to like the most basic piece of these products and why you love them and why they work and how they're effective, right? And what that's what everything is built on, right? This business model is built on the products. And then, then you can layer the opportunity, right? You're like, okay, do I believe in this company? Do I believe in the products? Do I believe in the company that I'm paired with and the opportunity? Yes. Yes. Okay. Then, you know, then you, the next step is, okay, do I believe in me? You know, and maybe that's where the breakdown is. Maybe so that's where we need to be with Bridget. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. You know, but that really is anytime. And I've done this myself. I mean, we're, I'm human where you get yourself like tripped up and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, maybe this isn't working or it's not for me or, you know, what? No, go back to these. Oh my gosh, these products are amazing. Like they work for me. I, I have a thousand people that I know that, you know, they worked for. It's just going back to that basic level because if you don't, and this is true for unsupportive spouse as well, right? How is your spouse to get on board and help you and do be the support you want him to be if you're not showing up in consistency and integrity and having that belief so it's huge go back to the products and then go back to your company and then you oh my gosh and paula's on paula eaton we love you paula okay bridget go through the chat and answer some questions while i answer the question that was just asked yeah. by kelly about how do you get the belief when you are still struggling yourself and i think it's just like the same thing I told my daughter this morning or yes, when, when she needs to go to school with a bellyache is sometimes you need to be the actress in your own movie and you need to be the best Academy Award winning actress that exists and you need to play that part. And a lot of people say they hate the fake it till you make it mentality, but it has served me my whole entire life. So if you don't believe that you can do something, I want you to pretend and morph into the person that does it, does it well, does it beautifully, and literally have the mindset of that unstoppable man or woman. And I'm telling you, if you keep putting that cycle in your head of like, I can, I am, I can, I am, it becomes palpable and provocative to other people and they can sense and feel and smell it. And it's just like, they're like automatically attracted to it. But I'm telling you, it's just like we did a lot of life coaching with my daughter today. Being happy is a choice. Being confident is a choice. It's a muscle that you have to build every single day and you have to work it out every single day. And so I personally, from my heart, believe that if you aren't quite there, you can morph yourself into that person simply by believing or by playing that role. And it's a role I've played my whole entire life. And it just seems to work out that I said, when I joined this network marketing company four years ago, I'm like, I am going to be at the top. I'm going to be a top earner. Watch me. And I didn't know. I didn't know if that was going to happen, but like you put that out and then that's in my mindset and my sister, she's on the call. I was at her house when I said it, you know, and they're all like, oh, that's, you know, oh, I'm like, I'm doing it. So morph into that person. Trust me, it works. Just be an actress in your own story. Imposter syndrome is, yeah, it's okay. And it's, that's a muscle too. You can work your way way out of that and you can work yourself right into a straight Kanye West situation. Like if you really, really try where it's like, you don't care about anything. Like it truly is. <laughs> and I mean that in a positive way. I mean, he's got some controversy, but like, I always joke, I'm like, you know, if there's someone that has a Teflon suit, it's that that man, but I won't go down that road. So the point is, the point is Bridget, we're all following you. Thank you for coming on here authentically and generously. Um, you have really impacted my life personally. And I thank you for that. And I'm so glad we met on a random social Me media too. group. And um, you guys also in closing, like find people like her, well, you, but like connect with people, like get the discussion going, you know, put your hand across the island to other companies and have groups and trainings and learnings with them. Cause I guarantee you, it's going to make you better. And even hearing the few, like the things you said tonight, I'm like, my mindset has changed for the better too. 
And, and that's not the point is to help everyone else, but you've really helped me too. So thank you, Bridget. Oh, thank you. Thank you so All much right. for having me. This was amazing. I'm going to send you this uh, video, Bridget. I'm going to post it on the, um, the link for launch code. And you guys, if you cannot find her, message me. I'll find her for you. And we'll see you guys next month. Bridget, you better log on and listen. I think one of my, my, my uh, launch code clients is going to be one of your students. So <laughs> see you guys. yeah, my DMS are always open. You guys, even if you don't talk about your business, just, you know, just Aww. brainstorm, just yeah. Message me. I love having these conversations. All right. Bye guys. Have a great night. Bye. If any of this is resonating with you, make sure you join us over at ignite and launch society. Want to get to know me better? I'm Jennifer Schultz-Jones across all social media channels and, of course, my favorite, LinkedIn. Want more information on anything we talked about today? Click the link in the show notes. If this brought you any value, please rate and review on Apple or Spotify. See you next time.